As we come to celebrate the 11th week of Ordinary Time, we celebrate within our society Father's Day. When we speak about fathers, our first connotation and key becomes our biological father and what fatherhood means. But we forget that there's also a spiritual fatherhood that exists, the vocation to the priesthood. And so using the context in which we are about to celebrate today, I would like for us to go deeper in our understanding of what it means to be a spiritual father, what it means to be a priest, and what it means for our young men to step up to be priest. We see in Hollywood this image of father, biological father, or even fatherhood for that matter, put in this very like beautiful sense. Beautiful wife, perfect kids, beautiful house. There's no arguing, there's no bickering. It just seems this magical perfection within a family household, within a relationship of father and mother. But yet we see within reality of a family it's not always picture perfect. There's struggles, there's challenges, there's difficulties. There's arguing, there's frustration that comes about from it. It exists within our lives. And so with, even with spiritual fatherhood, with a life as a priest, it becomes Hollywoodified, made beautiful, made perfect, or even lead to misconceptions. The life of a priest is meant strictly to walk around in silence and praying, whether that's the rosary, whether that's reading scripture, and that's all we do every day. That's all we do as priests. And that as priests, we're perfect, we're holy, we're untouchable. That's what Hollywood portrays any priest to be. But instead, we come to find today Priests are human. Priests are not perfect. Priests are as fallen as our own biological father is, as fallen as he is. But our goal in fatherhood is to love and is mirrored after the love of Jesus Christ. So as we look and dive deeper into fatherhood and what it means to be a spiritual father, we must understand how do we get the title father? Because as a child, when you addressed your dad, you addressed him as father or dad. So there's something that has to exist in there. There's first and foremost a relationship between husband and wife. You can't be a father without being a husband first. So as a spiritual father, you are married to the church. You are married to the bride, which is the church and all her children, everyone that makes up the body of Christ. As a spiritual father, we come to have that relationship with the church. Our goal and mission and purpose is to sanctify and make holy the church, just as husband and wife, are, their goal is to sanctify each other first and foremost, to get each other to heaven. So as a spiritual father, we are trying to get our wife, the church, which is everyone who makes up the church, to heaven first. 
that love that is shared between a spiritual father and the church brings about children, which entails, brings about the life of fatherhood. We hear in our gospel reading today, the Lord has compassion in some translations for his people. He's wandering the world, he's teaching and he's preaching, but for some reason something catches his eyes and he has compassion for his people. He sees that his people are lost and wandering aimlessly, not with direction, mission, and purpose in life. So he calls for shepherds to walk and to guide his people. He calls on and he calls from them fathers to shepherd, to guide his people. Just as biological fathers, our mission and task is to guide your family, to lead your family to holiness, to greatness, to live out that virtue. A spiritual father is called and challenged and is invited to have compassion, to care for his people, to see their suffering, to walk with them, and to have deep sorrow and tenderness for his people to lead them to where they need to be, to guide them on mission and purpose, and to live out their life with virtue and of holiness. In that, just as a father feels compassion for their children when they struggle, struggle when they suffer, when they are challenged or facing difficulties, as spiritual fathers, we have compassion. We experience the suffering of our people. We experience the suffering, the challenges, the difficulties that you are facing within your life. And we are here to walk with you every day and moment of your life because you are hurting, because you are facing a lot of difficulties and challenges. And for that reason, that compassionate Lord calls his shepherd to heal and cure diseases. We think about diseases as if it was cancer, pneumonia, broken legs. But the disease we face in our spiritual life is pride, is envy, is sloth, is greed, pleasure, prestige. Just as any biological father would want the best for their kids, a spiritual father walks with you, guides you, and helps you avoid those things that are known to be not good for you. But like any great child, who really wants to listen to dad? Who really cares what dad has to say? Because all we hear from dad is him nagging, 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 nagging. We hear him complain constantly over and over and over. And as a child, we sit there and say, I know, Dad. I got it. But do we got it? Do we truly understand? Do we know that a stove is hot? Or do we have to touch that stove to know that it's hot and then say, I'm sorry, Dad. I didn't realize it was hot. But as a spiritual father... We guide and walk and challenge you every day to become better. We see, we hear the struggles you are facing. We're challenging you to become better, to become holier, become virtuous. We're not doing it because we gain anything from doing it. It's not that I get to stand around and prance around and say, Hey, I saved you. 
But it is done just as a biological father. It is done out of love. It is done out of compassion for his people. And we try and desire to come bring healing in those diseases, in those unclean spirits. But we also come about, we hear from our gospel reading, the struggles with diseases, the diseases of our heart, the diseases of our mind, the diseases of our spirit. We all want to love, we all want to be loved, but yet our love is so disordered. We love our material goods more than we love our family. We lust over others more than we truly care to make a self-sacrificial love of ourselves to the other. We desire with our minds to pursue greatness, but we don't pursue God who is great and goodness perfectly. We struggle with these diseases because they're not anything better for us. We can't see the goodness behind why pursuing God above all things is the best. We don't understand and we can't understand how pursuing God in whose love is better than lusting and desiring someone as an object of my desire. How pursuing God's love, a complete gift of oneself to the other in marriage, is more important than just shacking up with someone and treating someone as just nothing more than just my desires. But as a spiritual father, we care enough to heal those diseases, heal those wounds, those brokenness of humanity. But we're not doing this at the end of the day for our own greatness. We model our lives as spiritual fathers after the life of Christ Jesus. He has compassion for his people. And he calls men to respond to that call with compassion. Because his people need to be healed, need to be cured, need to experience the compassion and love of God. And it's only in and through humanity that that, that, that can happen. But we hear at the opening of our gospel reading, the harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. I'm going to put it in this perspective to help us understand. On a weekend, we have a thousand people that gather here at St. George to celebrate Mass, to participate in Mass. There's one of me and a thousand of you. How can a spiritual father tend to a thousand people with just one person? As a biological father, think of it this way. How hard is it to take care of your kids right now? Some of you have one, others have five or six. How much struggle are you going through right now to tend for your kids? To make sure that every need for that child is being met. To make sure that they have the clothes they wear, make sure they're educated the right way, make sure everything they have is needed and met. And to make sure they go to bed on time, to do what they need to do. That's biological children. Now look at our ratio, a thousand to one. The harvest is abundant. The labors are few. Just like any life, there is a good and bad. 
In marriage life, there are struggles. As a priest, as a spiritual father, there is struggle. But the challenge, my dear brothers and sisters, is we don't give our spiritual fathers enough. We don't show the life of our spiritual father. We don't talk about the life of our spiritual fathers to our kids. All they see is their biological father. And therefore, we lack and need more laborers. But no one wants to talk about it. So how do we get more laborers? So today with the U.S., we celebrate Father's Day. We celebrate our biological fathers. So let us, too, promote our spiritual fatherhood among our family, within our kids, to share with them the goodness of spiritual fatherhood, to show them the power of spiritual fatherhood, and to show them that they're not living that life because it's about them, but it's Christ who calls. We finally see within the gospel reading, Matthew shows us who the 12 are. Peter, James, John. They're not just anyone. They're human beings, they're people with their own stories, with their own imperfections, with their own brokenness. But because they heard God's call, they responded to it. They wanted to model their life after Christ because Christ has compassion for his people. And therefore, that young man wants to share and to have compassion for the church. So my dear young men, today as we celebrate Father's Day, look at your own life and see where the Lord is calling you. He, he is calling you. But are you choosing to respond? You see about your biological father a lot. But how many of you want to be a spiritual father? To guide, to walk with his church, to have compassion just as Christ does to his people, to his family. To lay down one life just as Christ does. To give of your life of the things of this world to make heaven present here on earth. And most importantly, to help bring cure in a very human way to the disease, to the illness of this world, so that thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen.